Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitin Delaney. So what? It's Life Logistics. It is. We're here to solve all of your problems that you've submitted to us via Twitter or via the emails, and we will uh, endeavour to make your lives better. I think so many problems, so many... I'm just going to say, I think we've got pretty much 100% success rate so far. We have from the feedback we've, we've had, and we we've do had follow no up. We've had have we? No one's... We follow up on us. all of them, mm. um, and we've got, we, don't just fo- we don't just follow up the once, we stay in touch sort of thing over the months and years. Yeah. And most people, have, I think everyone has said, yeah, they'd use us again. Yeah, a lot of repeat logisticers. People have... We see the people walking around, don't we, uh, living their life. And I don't know about mm. you, Andy, but often I'll look out the window, I'll peep through my blinds, and I'll think, look at these yeah. cunts. They've got it all sorted, haven't they? They know mm. exactly what they're doing. They know how they're operating. They know where they're going in life. They, they're on time. Their shirt is ironed, right? They've had a nutritious right. breakfast, They've put the, they've they've saved enough money up for a rainy day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they've, yeah. They've yeah. flossed their teeth, right? right? These people, these cunts, they've all got their life under control. Why haven't I got my life under control, bastards? But then what you realise is, no, Sam, <laughs> that is not true. People give that impression, <laughs> but all of us are struggling. Everyone yeah. has complex lives. We've all learned how to present a facade of being okay but the truth is underneath the surface we are all struggling with the day-to-day challenges the slings and arrows that life throws us and that is why this particular podcast exists every tuesday right is to help do it because we get a glimpse when we look at our inbox at your life logistic messages we get a glimpse of just how troubling and complicated Mm -hmm. all of your seemingly ordinary lives really are and a lot of you are troubled by what seem to be re- relatively minor and trivial things, mm. judging by what you're sending in. But they're eating away at you. They're gnawing away yeah. at your psyche. They're living and, rent-free uh, in your nut, aren't they? They're living rent-free in your nut, and we're here to evict the cunts and throw them yeah. out onto the streets with we're their the possessions. fucking bailiffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've just thought of something. You remember the, the clap for carers thing that we all did yeah. for about 10 yeah. weeks back during lockdown one? 
Yeah. I think it would be a good thing if everyone in this country just went out on their doorstep on a Thursday night at 8pm and just laid down on the ground and just oh. fucking howled for two minutes. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That would be a really good sort of, like a bloodletting thing. Not That's what people blood. need to do because that's <clears throat> what all of this anger and hate you see sometimes on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people go, oh, fucking fed up of these cunts or those cunts mm-hmm. or whatever. And you think, mate, you're not. You're fed up with life yourself yeah and you more, more than think yourself and what and you probably need Twitter to do a, is just a, take a, some time out yeah. take some time out lie flat on your back in the street yeah. or and face have a good down. old howl or face Whatever. down yeah howling howl howl into the pavement yeah yeah and you'll come away from that feeling at least 40% less racist I think it might be quite harder to get momentum for that than it was for the clap for the NHS but I think it would be more effective I love a lie down and I very often do feel like shouting. I mean, the brown, I don't howl, but I would like to. Um, But, you know, I already get told off for making too much noise. I just think if one person did it, it would look weird and it would stand out. But if everyone did it at the same time, it could become part of our, you know. I tell you what I'd like to do as part of Manfrance, when we finally get Manfrance together, I'd like to have a, if we, if Manfrance stretches over a weekend and there's different, Mm. um, what would you call it? Not units. What do they call it on courses and stuff where you have different modules, modules. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I was looking for. So, right. Could we have a primal scream module? Where we, we take yeah. people out somewhere for a group. I don't know if we're going to do it Beaconsfield Services, whether it will bother people there, but there are some woods nearby we could go and do say, it. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to go to the woodlands for that. It's best to go like into the woods. Expedition. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite, I've always quite oh. fancied a bit of primal screen <clears throat> therapy. I just used the word expedition there, Sam, and it reminded me of something. It reminded me of the Blue Peter expedition. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? No. Should we, we should start having a top flight time machine expedition. Yeah. As a tribute I love to the expeditions. Blue Peter one. Yeah, yeah, we'll go somewhere fucking mental once a year. Was that was that what they raised funds for with that big fucking thing they had in the studio that went up and up? No, I think that was for blind kids and things like oh. that, where you'd send in tin foil. Oh yeah, and no, no, okay, and they gave beer bottles and they, stuff. They like gave that. the tin foil to the blind kids to play with. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently they did. But I mean, I don't remember. Right, welcome to Blue Peter. <coughs> uh, thanks for all. Now, just as a reminder. We're collecting tinfoil and that for the blind kiddies. <laughs> now send it to the studios here, Wood Lane, London. Yeah, it's on the screen. Any tinfoil or bottle tops that your dad might have off of his beer or something like that, send them in because the blind kiddies they ain't got out to do. They can't watch telly, and they fucking love it. I know it to you. It just seems like a bit of tinfoil or a bottle top. But I can tell you, I've seen how these blind kiddies react. To them, it's a it's- lifeline. It's fucking, they absolutely fucking love it, the dozy cunts. Anyway, here's uh, Simon, who's going to tell you about what <laughs> him and like fucking Goldie have been up to this line. week. <laughs> I'll just like disassociate yourself from that dozy cunt's comment. Oh, I, I'm just you're saying that, that one. that's what Peter Duncan said once. All oh, right, okay, you're in character. All right. Mm. Yeah, I didn't ever present Blue Peter. Fucking, which well, is a travesty, because I would have been more's brilliant at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can fucking... You, I've heard about the trials. It's like joining the SAS. Do you remember they always go, you had to do a piece to camera whilst jumping up and down on a fucking trampoline? 
Was that what it was? I could do that. I could have done when I was could, younger. I mean, it would be good if they put a, a, an adult version of Blue Peter for like us to mm. call it Brown John or something like that. <laughs> Brown John. Hello and welcome to Brown John. I'm going to ring up the Dave channel. We'll get that on Brown John. Brown John. It's an adult version of Blue Peter. <laughs> so, like me, you, and I mean, let's be honest, they did always have a sexy bird and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have your dog. My dog would be on Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, yeah. And Nelson will be wandering about because he used Nelson to have cats as well. well. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we just need the bird. That was we, need, we just need a bird, basically. So, Sarah you know. Green. Oh. <laughs> Brown John with Sarah Green. <laughs> and these pair of cunts. <laughs> That's the most sinister TV show I can fucking think of. <laughs> Brown John is the most disgusting name for a programme or we anything I've podcast, heard. Can please? I mean, Brown it's John. Not, it's, Imagine the logo. This isn't a top-flight time machine by any stretch of the imagination anymore. And if we're ever going no. to change the name of this thing, it needs to be Brown John. Brown John. <laughs> well, uh, any of our artist friends, Tom Bradshaw, if you're listening... Get working on the Brown John logo, mate. Oh, just Jesus think, Christ. just think, it's like Blue Peter, but with more of a fucking gravy up. vibe to it. Yeah, fucking initials BG as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. We it's had these brown so sort of levels. armchairs in my house when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, we got them through some sort of like, someone who's worked in my mum's office. Right. Said, I've got some, you know, it's one of these things, I've, I'm fucking clearing out a house. I've got some armchairs. Do you want them? And she's gone, yeah, like they were free or cheap. So she sort of got, got them, and they were quite disgusting, but there was four of them. And so you had two on either side of the room. And <laughs> they were brown, okay. but with yeah. wooden legs. Right, and yeah. on Christmas morning, my mum would, uh, each of these brown chairs, like a little pile of presents, would be yeah. on each chair for each one of her four Lovely boys, as she would yeah. call us, right? So we'd all sort of come downstairs and each person had a chair. But I would be so excited while I was waiting. Sometimes they weren't out yet. They had to be taken them out of the tree. I would plunge my face into the armchair, right? My brothers were all teenagers and they were like hung over and smoking bags and thinking, <laughs> oh, let's get this fucking over with. Let's <laughs> like go token. back to bed. Whereas I was, yeah, just give me my book token and fuck off. Right, whereas I was like, oh! It's Christmas! It's such a wonderful and magical day! Will you please shut your fucking gob? (laughs) I'll fucking hang in here! (laughs) And I would bury my face in this brown armchair. Bury it in it, right? Because I would be so... You know how excited you get on Christmas Day when you're a kid? I'd be, like, brimming with excitement. And you saying Brown John has just brought back loads of memories because these were old I don't know where these armchairs had come from so saying, and I don't know what had happened on these armchairs you in the past and I shoved my face in them and when I breathed I remember it's such a vivid memory right of it's they smelled of old gravy and they I smelled- can remember that smell <laughs> as if I'm smelling it now right these gravy smelling brown old armchairs that we'd got yeah. off someone in the office right they stunk of old gravy they they smelt like they looked they looked like the color of gravy and they smelt of gravy right they smelled of the 1970s they smelt of the 70s and this was the 80s so they were a decade old and it was like men had sat 
farting out their <laughs> farting roast dinner and them. ale. Yeah, yeah. They, they'd had like it was it was sofas that sort of overweight seventies men who were in their twenties but looked like they were in their fifties sat in their jeans, right, watching whatever you fucking watched in the seventies on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know what that yeah. was, right. Um, having had their big roast and been at the pub for like three pints of beer, brown yeah. beer, and then they just farted their way through the rest of the day. And those farts were incarcerated, like Han Solo was kept frozen in carbonite. Those farts were kept inside these brown armchairs forever. And I buried my cherubic-like child face into them and inhaled all of those farts. Oh, no, God, Sam. Um, I don't know why you saying Brown John has brought that all flooding back, but it has. When I think of Brown John, now I'm just thinking of those brown armchairs. Well, I mean, as a tribute to that, the very first piece of Brown John merchandise is going to be a range of armchairs that are infused (laughs) with that smell. And yeah. we'll knock them out. We'll knock them out. Pre, pre- farted brown armchairs. Yeah. <laughs> These armchairs are guaranteed farted on a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> by I'll a big fat man childhood. with a roast dinner in him and a few beers. <laughs> we'll have a fucking factory where we've got blokes in there drinking beer yeah. and eating gra- drinking gravy and then farting Keep in farting, the lads. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I've been farting all day, man. Well, if you've run out of farts, there's plenty more fucking bird's eye roast dinners for two here. Hey, look, you know the fucking rules. You're getting paid by the fart. So <laughs> just fucking get on with it. <laughs> We're going to run it like fucking Mike Ashley. We're going to run it like Mike Ashley runs the yeah. Sports Direct warehouses. <laughs> yeah. you got a fucking... You only get two toilet breaks. What yeah. you mean a toilet break? If you've got anything in your fucking bowels, you want to be farting it out onto that armchair, <laughs> not wasting good farts down a fucking carsey. <laughs> or just shit, just shit into your pants and just let the smell of that infuse it to the fucking armchairs. <laughs> it's quicker. And pe- some people have said they don't like it, but I tell you, you'll be out of here earlier than the other lads. I tell you what, is a new rule: a shit counts as triple, so you get paid triple <laughs> what you would for a fart if you do a shit. So Good think on. on. Like you're gonna have to sit in your shape for the rest of the day once you've done it, like because we're not letting well, you, we're not wasting time with you going and cleaning yourself up. But well, triple money. Think of the money, easy Brown money, John. lads. There we are, Brown John. Um, that could be one of our first features. And Andy is at the Brown John fa- armchair factory <laughs> in, in Stockton on Tees, where we make our bra- and he's taking a look at how we make our stinking brown armchairs. Over to you, Andy. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, here I am in Stockton. (laughs) I'm going to have a go myself. Uh, I've had a couple of roast dinners this morning. Loads of gravy. I was out on the piss last night in uh, Stockton. uh, I'm going to see if I can can have a go myself at infusing some of these armchairs with that unique brown John stink. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it's not as easy as you think it would be. No, no, Andy, Andy, no, no, you're trying too hard, mate. You're trying too hard. What you got to do is just let it come natural. Yeah, just relax yourself into it. You don't ever try to fart, do you? In real normal life, the it farts just, just come upon you. That's how you got to operate here. Um, if you oh, kick, like, I say to all the lads here, you know. If you look after yourself in the right way, if you eat the right foods and you live your life right, 
you know, like we've told you, like we've changed you to do, the farts will come, right? If you're eating enough roasts and you're drinking enough beer, yeah, you're going to be farting. And if you're doing it day after day after day, eventually your body gets used to it and it just becomes second nature. So, you and know. And the farts. And that's when you hit a real sweet spot and you can make you, big money because the farts, they just flow like water. You can't be like Andy and just turn up from wherever he lives and just have a go as a one-off. You know, you've got to work yourself Doesn't up to work these like levels. That. And it frustrates me because people think of it like that. They think it's easy, but it's not. Yeah. It's a profession like any other, you know? Yeah. Um, so there, Br- Brown so that's John. That's our fart factory, Brown John's yeah. fart factory. And we'll do a Brown John exp- expedition once a year. Yeah. We'll work out where we're going to go for that, though. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Jalapeño. Should we do some um, life logistics? logistics? That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, I've got one. uh, Charlie Doran says, what's the crack with these weighted blankets? I look forward to the answer in about three months when I finally catch up. Well, you sent this in about three weeks ago, so there's another three weeks onto that. Weighted blankets, are you familiar with them, Sam? Never heard of it. You've never heard of them? Nah. It's a blanket, a, a, a duvet if you like, a continental quilt, whatever, but yeah. they're heavy. The filling in them is heavy. <clears throat> so they weigh you down and they're meant to help people sleep who, who toss and turn sort of thing. And they're, yeah. they're meant to make you feel secure because you're being It, it pins held you down. to the mattress. It pins yeah. you to the mattress, yeah. And a lot of people swear by them. Um, mm. I've never tried one because I, I like I prefer a lighter duvet, if anything. I mm. prefer to feel as if, as if there's nothing there. But, yeah, um, I mean, you've got remember you've got a hot body, which means that body, yeah. you don't want anything too heavy on top of you making mm-hmm. it worse. Exactly. So not I don't for know. someone with hot bodies. In fact, they probably so, label them like that. Not for yeah. the hot bodied. Not suitable for the hot bodied. <laughs> hot of body. Yeah. Um, so you're not you're not familiar with them. I've never tried one. I can so. see. I, well, you're explaining it there. I'd never heard of it. Uh, explaining it, I can sort of see. Like I've got quite a bad back at the moment. If I was lying flat on my back with mm. a heavy with a, a weighted is that what you call it a weighted, like a weighted blanket, blanket yeah on yeah. top of me, I could imagine that feeling like it was stretching me out. Yeah, I think it's all right. I'd yeah. give it a go. You give it a go. If someone were to send but, you one, you try it. Yes, I would. But bear in mind. Because I have an electric blanket underneath me, Fucking hell, and I often have that. Draw, at the moment, because the winter, the, the nights are drawing in. I sometimes put that on quite early, so by the time I get into bed, it's fucking toasty. So yeah. if I'm lying with that underneath me and a weighted blanket on top of me, making it uh, making me incapable of sitting up to turn the the electric blanket off, 
it would mm. effectively work like a George Foreman lean, lean, you, you, brilliant yeah. machine. You'd be, you'd be cooked. It, like yeah. a toasty. I'd be like a panini or a toasted sandwich, mm. Mm. you know, and that That's would be good. the risk. Jalapeno. If you're asking for advice, I don't know whether you are, whoever it is right, that said I don't this. Know. He's just said, he said, I would say, tread, tread carefully and yeah. don't, do not um, use it in conjunction with an electric blanket. Yeah. And also, then, if you are hot-bodied, you might be hot-bodied and not diagnosed. Andy's officially, he's got a certificate for it. Yeah, oh, you self-diagnosed. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, with everything. Yeah. Some people yeah. are going around. What, what age did you realise you, you were, had a hot body? Um, I think it was quite recent in the, quite, the past year, I think. But do you think it's something that probably your whole life you've been suffering from and it just went undiagnosed? I don't know. It might be blood pressure. It might be leading towards, to a stroke. I don't know. But, mate, it's um, like, it It could be, but you could have been living this your whole life, you know, like, it's like in the old days, people didn't have words like bipolar or mm-hmm. um, attention deficit disorder or hot bodies. Hot body. Right? Yeah. P- people didn't well, have terms did. like We, we, they, we they, didn't have the tools, right, body to diagnose term, ourselves. It was, it was very different. It was different. Yeah, it was a, like something it, you it, might it call a, like a Top of the to, Pops dance troupe. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the words I was going to use. <laughs> but... But like, um, you know, that we di- we just didn't have the tools to to explain no. the way that we felt, and so we no. had to keep it under wraps, right? Uh, but now I think we live in a better, more understanding world where you you can be. Ho- but all I'm saying is, dude, there are online questionnaires to mm-hmm. to establish whether or not you've got a hot body. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, right? yeah. Hotbody dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Do the questionnaire. If you do find you suspect that you do have a hot body. First bit of advice is there are loads of support groups, even on mm. Facebook, right? Don't know. Don't email lots Andy of, direct because he's lots quite of resources. There's lots them. of resources and tools, right? Tools, yeah, online um, tools. Yeah. But probably steer clear of the weighted blankets is the, probably the <laughs> key bit of advice. So that's here. rule number one. That's rule yeah. number one, isn't it? Yeah. But these weighted blankets, they're not fucking cheap, Sam. They are, as you'd expect, for something that appears to be a fad, they are not cheap. You're talking about 100 quid for a decent one. It's I like think. fidget spinners. It's fidget spinners yeah. all over again, mate. And look what happened to them. Yeah, we've all got a big box of them in the in the attic now, haven't we? But, <laughs> we've, got um, the, we've got Brown John branded ones. Maybe that's what they're full of. Maybe his weighted blankets are full of used fidget spinners. That's where they get yeah. away from. Yeah, because someone, be. someone out in Taiwan has gone, <clears throat> fucking hell, we've run out. We've No one's buying fidget spinners. They've gone out of fashion, but we've got a fucking shitload here that we haven't, well, we, we can't shift them. Put them in ah, a duvet. Put, put them inside a duvet. Flog them as some sort of osteopathic equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a fucking influencer to endorse them. Get that fucking one. Get Stacey Dooley, right? Pay her, a, pay her a big fucking wedge to say that she sleeps with one every night, right? As soon as you get someone like that, it pays for itself. Fucking fly off the shelves. Either her or that Stacey Solomon off of X Factor. Get her to do it. What about the, what about the, the mail market? Oh, get them cunts from Brown John to do it. <laughs> but it, that's a BBC show. You're not supposed to take... Um, Commercial endorsements, yeah, they're not supposed to, but put it this way, <laughs> those two, fucking brown envelope, they'll endorse out. Oh, they're social media. It's fucking <laughs> Wild West. Um, uh, cat yeah. troubles from James All right. Summers. All right, lads, me and my good wife have recently homed a female cat called Peggy who has settled in and started strutting about the local gardens. Whoa. All right, yeah. 
unfortunately, she's become embroiled in a bit of a turf war with a long-standing local cat who keeps coming into our garden and cornering Peggy. Peggy is smaller and scared of this big twat, and they recently came to blows, resulting in a cut below Peggy's eye. How would you go about solving this so Peggy can continue catting in peace? Very familiar to me, this sort mm, of story. Okay. I've had I've had a number of different... I mean, my cat Nelson is as soft as shite and has been bullied throughout his life. And, right, yeah. and it's very much like if, you, if your kid's coming in for grief, it's really hard to know what to do. Because mm. on the one hand, of course, your instinct is just to protect and do anything you can. But on the yeah. other hand... Is it for the best? I mean, like, if a cat is bullying your cat, is it ultimately for the best for you to intervene and kick shit out the other cat, for instance? Yeah. Is it is it is it right to intervene in what is essentially nature's nature. dance? What would Attenborough do if Attenborough's cat was getting it? bullied by a local cat? He would just sit back and watch. Yeah, with his arms and commentate, and his yeah. and his little fucking uh, camping chair. He'd be like this. camping chair, he'd have <sighs> legs stretched out. Look at this cunt! It's, it's, go it's on. The, it's the it's the ginger Tom from up the street. I think he belongs to thirty two. Although I've also seen him sometimes being fed at seventy six. <laughs> He's one of those cats, a whore, and here he is in my back fucking garden, giving it the big un <laughs> to, to Oliver, my three year old tabby, <laughs> mostly a house cat, not particularly used to the slings and arrows of garden <laughs> combat. <laughs> What's going to happen now, I fucking wonder? Look at the cunt. Let's watch. <laughs> Let's have a good fucking pipe at this, shall we? <laughs> Hopefully, I'm going to see some fucking good cat aggro. But I'll tell you this much. I don't... My money's not on my fucking Oliver. No fucking chance. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Uh, it's not. It's not what nature wants. Um, yeah, but, but well, the worst ever bullet. The first bullying incident was at our old house, and there was these two cunts from next door. They were twins, and they were called Oscar and Archie, and they were like Russian blues, and they were very muscular and scary looking. Mm. And they would come and bully Nelson when he was still quite young. And um, Nelson was that was. I've told this story, but he basically was suffering. He was behaving in such a peculiar way. I took him to the vet, and the vet said. Mm. He's suffering from extreme cat anxiety. Oh. And you could tell that because he's over-groomed. So he'd licked his mm. tummy so much that his whole tummy was totally bald. And that is a sign of a cat over-grooming. And cats over-groom when they're stressed, right? Yeah. So that that was the time when I come back from the vet and my mum was there minding my daughter when my daughter's baby. And she went, what did the vet say then? What's the matter with him? Because we weren't sure. We thought there might be something serious because he'd been showing some physical signs as well of, of illness. So I said, the cat's got cat anxiety and she looked sceptical, understandably, because people of other generations, they don't understand these things. And uh, she said, so what, what are they going to do? And I said, well, they've, um, they've prescribed it some cat Valium hmm. and they've also sold me this, which is a plug-in cat pheromone diffuser. <laughs> and uh, my mum just looked at both. She went, how much that cost? It had come to something mad, like 100 quid. Mm. And she just went, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I went, what? She went, fucking hell, it's like coming back, it's like Jack and the Beanstalk coming back with magic beans. She went, cat Valium and a fucking pheromone diffuser for 100 quid? Because the cat's fucking anxious. What's that mean? All cats are anxious. 
I said, no, but he's super anxious, right? Because of these fucking cats, Oscar and Archie. She said, well, you should just chuck a bucket of water on them. They won't come back. She was wrong about that. These cats were hard as nails. And they're the cunts that broke into my house through Nelson's cat flat. Right when I was looking after my nephew's fucking hamster when they were on holiday. And they climbed up the bookshelves, knocked the fucking hamster cage onto the floor, got the hamster out and ate the cunt. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. And I had to tell my nephew. fucking planned job isn't it yeah it was a heist robbery it was it was a fucking heist and they tried to frame nelson for it but i fucking i knew there was no way fucking nelson would have been capable of it right so i knew they'd come in what was i supposed to say to neighbor your fucking cats have been because i knew they'd been coming in one of them one day i came in from work i walked upstairs and one of them was just sat dead casual curled up on my bed just looking at me and it was a fucking yeah it was like all right cunt what are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you fucking doing? This is my house, huh? Not anymore. It's not cunt. <laughs> fucking hell. I went round to my, um, went to my ex-wife's the other day to pick the kids up. And outside our house, there's this, there was this cat that lives around the corner. And he's a, a mainly white cat with some ginger patches on. It's a lovely yeah. little cat. Lovely. His name is, his name is Peter. <laughs> Peter the cat. And P- Peter was outside my ex-wife's house. And... Uh, me and my son, we got down on our knees and we, we beckoned him over and he came over and we had a nice little stroke with him. He's a very friendly cat. Um, and then we went in the house and Peter tried to come into the house with us. So oh. we shut the front door, shouted at my daughter because she knows Peter. She just knows right. the house that Peter Go and have in. a word with that cat, will you? So we're, we're all at the front door talking to Peter, trying to talk him down, basically, because the cunt's <laughs> trying to get past us. He's trying to get in. And we're telling him, you can't come in, mate. It's not your house. You, you just can't. He obviously knows the three cats that live in the house. Yeah. And he's fancied a piece of the action. He wanted yeah. to see what it was all about. They've obviously all told this. him what it's about. Looks like inside. a bit of a party house. That's what he yeah. reckons. They've, they've obviously been telling tales about what it's like. And he fancied Maybe a he's bit, heard so about that cat that can talk in human English. Brambury. Yeah. Brambury, yeah. Mouse. So uh, he's trying to get in, so we're trying. We're just telling him no, and he's trying to jump past us and everything, so we eventually shut the door, and fucking Peter sat on the fucking doorstep for, like, 20 minutes afterwards, <laughs> waiting <laughs> to be allowed in. Not fucking happening. Hell. Sorry, Embarrassing. Peter. But I've heard about Peter. There's a park about a quarter of a mile away, and apparently mm. re- Peter regularly goes up the park and hangs That's out a, in the park. He gets to go for a little relax. He goes, I like it. Yeah. It's my morning yeah. constitutional. Yeah, he, go, he goes up the park and hangs out. It's a long way so, for a cat um, to go, isn't it? It's a long but way for a cat. One of my yeah. favourite things is when you see a cat. One of my favourite things that can lift any day is when you see a cat on its way somewhere. Yeah. Don't you think? Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's so fascinating. You're like going along the street and a cat will just be fucking walking along a pavement. Yeah. like, And it's obviously going from A to B. But you think, why? Where, what's your agenda? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You go, all right, mate. And they'll just go like, yeah, what? Yeah, all right. And then just carry on walking. Um, they they yeah. always have a look about them like, I've actually got a fucking appointment to meet and I don't want to be late. <laughs> but Peter's a perfect example of a cat like that. Yeah. there's um, <clears throat> There was a thing on BBC4 recently, The Secret Life of the Cat. It was a Horizon mm. documentary and they fixed cameras on the cat's heads. Oh, fucking awesome. And just watched where they went. And I'm just looking to see if it's still on i play i don't think it is it is on daily motion that youtube alternative that just has fucking everything on it and they should do they should have called that documentary where do cats go yeah 
Because yeah. that's the question that we all I mean, want answered. That's answer. what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it, it's on um, daily motion. So when, I mean, I'm when Nelson had to move in with my mother-in-law for a few months when we were moving house, right? And yeah. at first we were between houses, and then we then we had to, um, then the builders were in the new house. It was it was no place for a cat to be, especially one with his levels of anxiety. So he moved in with my mother-in-law, who he yeah. gets on with really well. But unfortunately, there was a this fucking cat next door called Huxley. Horrible Huxley, we used to call him, right? And he was fucking mad. He made Oscar and Archie look like fucking child's play. He was insane, right? If Nelson even so much as stuck his head out the fucking door, Huxley would be fucking on him, hissing, clawing, like mad, really mad. And, you know, already with Nelson's history of mental health issues, we were really fucking worried, right? And I didn't know what to do. And I got to the point... I wouldn't ever do an animal any harm, but I was like, I have to sort this out because I think my cat might die of the nerves and the neighbours, the owners of this cat, are not fucking doing enough because it was like they couldn't see that. They sort of half didn't believe it when my mother-in-law told them, not Huxley's a nice cat. It's like, this cat is fucking mad. I mean, I went round there once and I got a super squirter, you know, and those like pump action water. And I, I fired that at him. And I'm not joking, he didn't flinch. He just stared straight back at me as if to say, is that all you've got, cunt? This ain't my first rodeo, cunt. (laughs) Yeah, it was like that. He's like, you think I'm one of those cats who's fucking scared of water? (laughs) Think again, dickhead. Right. And I was a bit scared of him by that stage. Anyway, I was doing a job at the time um, at Comedy Central and there was a geezer who sat near us who was in, he was a contractor. I'm sure I've told you this, but he was a contractor in charge of the maintenance. I can't remember his name, but he's got a good name. I'm going to get someone to remind me it. And, uh, he came, and I was telling all the lads I worked with and it was one of those situations where he was a man of manual capabilities, yeah. but he had to sit on a desk near men like me and my colleagues yeah. who were idiot, types. idiot men <laughs> of, no, of no quantifiable skill. Right, who just talked shit all day. And I could often see him looking at us thinking, what the fuck are these cunts getting paid for, right? He go, but sometimes he talks to me, he go, excuse me, mate. He was a bit, you know, he's older than me. He was, a, he was a man of experience. He went, I couldn't help but hear, overhear you earlier talking about the situation you've got with a cat at your mother-in-law's. And I go, yeah, that's right. It's a nightmare. I don't know what to do. And he went, I'll tell you exactly what to do. I've been in this situation myself on more than one occasion. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Simply go round there. I said, he goes, yeah, I've heard you, I heard you saying you're not prepared to do any harm to this cat. And I went, no, I, w- I wouldn't harm it. However much of a cunt he is, I'm not going to harm it. And he went, well, in that case, I won't talk to you about how to kill it. And I went, no, please don't. And he went, but I will give you the next best thing. Go round in the daytime when the owners of the cat, of said cat are out. Mm. He said, entice the cat. Uh, into your garden using food or whatever you need and get him inside a cat box when he's locked in there he goes get yourself to Euston get on a- I don't know why he's specific about that he went get yourself to Euston <laughs> it has to be Euston <laughs> it has to be Euston right you want to be heading to the northwest, right he goes you get, you get on a train make sure you're a good you know 100 miles outside of London yeah. get off at a random station smaller the better Release the cat. Trust me, he goes, it's better for everyone. Cats will always find a way. The cat will find a home. The cat is a natural survivor, right? Your cat will be happier, and the owners, they'll get over it. 
They'll never know what happened to him. They'll just think he's fucked off somewhere and it's for the best. It wasn't a bad idea, but I couldn't yeah, bring myself to do it. You didn't act upon it for the I best. I couldn't really, bring myself yeah. to do it. It's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. And I didn't have that much sort of sympathy with the owners of the cat because yeah. I thought they should be doing more to control their cat. But, and I probably just couldn't be bothered, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, tra- train tickets are expensive, aren't they? Exactly, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it from this one, I think. We've, we've dealt with some stuff. <laughs> And that's the main thing. And we've Brown devised John. Brun- Brown John. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, thanks, everyone. Keep your uh, queries and shit coming in, and we'll try and deal with them next week. Keep your opinions uh, to yourself. Oh, no, sorry. That's no, not what that's, we're saying. Different, different <laughs> no. Take the FN, cunts. See ya. 